from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriots. And here we go, live from America, family. That is right. It is Thursday, July 29th, 11 a.m. Eastern Time from the Live Free or Die State of New Hampshire. So you know what that means. You're watching Live from America. And I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing but God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot. And it has been a while since I pulled out the salmon, not pink, salmon overcoat here and I, I don't know I kind of like it a lot of people are like uh I can't stand that well you know what I kind of like it so uh god bless you guys thank you so very much I got a huge huge show lined up for you today I'm going to try to get it all in without speaking a trillion miles an hour but I am three coffee cups deep say so you never know I might get a little speedy here and there um <laughs> bargain queen says oh sorry salmon <laughs> <laughs> Sharon T- uh, TX says, like your jacket. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Sometimes you got to go, you know, a little outside the comfort zone. You got to, you know, so I, so I grabbed a salmon sports coat one day. You know, it is what it is. Either way, folks, thank you so very much for joining in live from America here today. We got a lot of people joining in. It looks like we got about 2,000 people watching on Rumble. few more watching on the... Uh, the YouTube page, and uh, again, on YouTube, I get rid of every single video as soon as we're done. Every single one. I don't keep them there. They're not going to stay there for people to report and people to cry about and pull their hair about, put their pink hats on, not to match this pink jacket. A lot darker of a pink and scream to the sky for the censor gods to take it down. No, no, no. We're not going to keep it like that. We found a lane. We know where we fit in with our lane, and we're going to stay there. We're live on Roku right now, so if you have Roku or a Roku TV, just search in the search bar for LFA TV, download the show, and you can watch it live, and then you can watch reruns of for the last couple months, uh, show after show after show. And, I'm, of course, I'm going to put some commercials from you great patriots and your patriotic businesses up there as well to make it feel like a small mini network. So... You know, we're also live again, I said like on YouTube, uh, for Live from America with Jeremy Harrell, and of course on Rumble, and you can hear the show on all major podcasts except for Spotify and Anchor. You won't find us there. They kicked us off a long time ago. But you can find it on iHeartRadio, and you can find it on RSS.com, TuneIn Radio, and of course Radio.com as well. And for all else... For all else, when it all fails, go to JeremyHarrell.com because we've made sure that we have our lane there and that we stay in our lane. And speaking of that, I'm seeing a lot of people uh, getting booted from Facebook and Twitter and YouTube now. And I think David Harris Jr. just got suspended from his YouTube page. And the, and, and the, the, the bad part about that is, folks, is for them guys, or for those guys, is they haven't anticipated it enough to be able to grow their platform somewhere else in case something bad happens. So let's keep them in our prayers and let's make sure that we find them. I'm sure they will migrate to Rumble sooner or later. But as far as social media platforms go and live video, Rumble is my number one. Rumble is my number one. All right, let's go to some live um, comments real quick on social media like we do every single time. Jen says, that's a rock and sport coat. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Mwah. Thank you, girl. I appreciate that. Rusty uh, C. Lady says, love your show here in Michigan. I appreciate that. Gina says, can you wish Kenny a happy birthday in North Carolina? Hey, Kenny, 
happy birthday. God bless you, brother. Hope you have a great, wonderful birthday filled with friends, family, and blessings from God. Carla says, not getting notifications you're on, Jeremy. That's why it's important to know that 11 a.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. Eastern. 11 a.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. Eastern. Roxanne says, I canceled my Facebook account. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. We got another one, folks. We got another one. We got final days of a blowout sale at rma.com. And as you can tell, I'm wearing an RMA shirt today. Final blowout sale, she says, is happening now. www.rmaapparelusa.com. Sale ends July 31st. And I think you can even put in a promo code LFA as well and get a discount. So go to rmfaapparelusa.com as she makes some wonderful, wonderful shirts for Live from America. Terry says, Real men wear salmon. Well, I know real men catch salmon. I didn't know real men wore salmon. So, Heels Gale says, good morning, Jeremy. Now, Sniffer says he used to drive an 18-wheeler. I think, uh, <laughs> I don't think he knows what he used to do. The next, tomorrow, he'll probably tell you he was an Olympic gold uh, figure skater. And the next day after that, he'll say, my bus, my light. My bus, my light. <laughs> Weirdos, let's shoot over to YouTube real quick. Thomas Hammaker is in the building as always. Rosemary Wingett. Uh, Dorothy Avowals, you got it. Not sure what she's talking about there, but there's a lot of conversation going on on the YouTube and Rumble pages every morning before we even start. CQ Lime says, good morning, Jeremy. Have a blessed day. You know what? My day started out so full of joy, I couldn't have anything other. Kelly Bruno. Uh, Becky Jenkins. Hey, follow St. Louisian here. Ruby Hines. Um... <clears throat> is watching. Larry Reha is also watching. And Debbie Swanson says, Good morning, Jeremy. Can I please have a big shout out? Happy birthday for my husband, Marlon, please. Hey, Marlon, happy birthday, brother. I hope you have a great, great day. And, um, you know, usually I don't sing to my fellow gentlemen, but you know what? Let's sing happy birthday to Marlon, shall we? Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear Marlon, happy birthday to you. I hope you have a good birthday brother. I don't know man, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit this morning. Maybe it was because this morning's newsletter, uh, maybe it's because of the fact that I get to take my son out for lunch today. Now uh, we do daddy daughter dates and I also try to make room for my sons as well. Of course this is my son who has had a really, really rough time with his faith ever since the public school system punished him for professing his love for Christ. Ever since then, when we took him out of public school because of that, he is the one in our family who's had the hardest time with his faith and continuing with believing in Christ. So today, him and I are going to go out for lunch, and I'm going to do what Dad should do and turn him back around towards Christ, or at least do my best to do that. We all have problems in our family, folks, and that's one of mine. So today I get to have a, uh, a great father-son birth, uh, great father-son lunch date. He said he wanted to go out for Chinese food. I said, let's go out. Of course, I'm going to talk to him about, you know, how important it is that he has salvation with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, right? <clears throat> so please keep him and me in your prayers for that, folks. Um, I would also like to thank the following folks for their monthly donations that came in this morning. Uh, Mary Buchanan, God bless you and thank you. Uh, God bless Alan Harder for your monthly donation. Sally Papa or Popa. I'm going to say Papa because I like it better that way. Sally Papa, thank you very much for yours. Karen Hobbs, God bless you and thank you. And Kelly McClellan, thanks for your uh, all of your monthly donations this morning. And guess what, guys? We gained eight 
eight new monthly donors and uh, subscribers, whatever you want to call them, supporters. We gained eight new ones yesterday. So after losing so many over the last few months, it was nice to see some more jump on. And, uh, you know, I know it's hard. I know inflation is through the roof and Biden's taking all your money. And you know what? I never, ever, ever uh, had a, like a subscription where you had to pay. It's just always nice when some people find it in their budget to be able to do that because it does help the show. Never really, re never would have realized the cost associated with stuff like this. Um, we have two prayer requests as well, folks. So make sure you really listen up here. Prayers for Claudia Ann. Her sister asked if we could, uh, as soon as as soon as possible, uh, put Claudia Ann in our. Uh, prayer list for our prayer warriors because Claudia Ann is facing some serious, serious health conditions right now. Um, I, I'm not going to get into to exactly what they are, but it's it's a very serious health condition. And uh, her sister asked us to pray for Claudia Ann. So Claudia, uh, and just know that our prayers are going to be going out for you and uh, by the thousands. And we know they work. So just keep your faith in God and. Um, and, and, and we'll be right there behind you. As well as Darren Holland, folks. Darren Holland was diagnosed with, uh, with, with cancer a while back. And they've just now found a brain tumor. And he's going, he's going to be undergoing surgery. So we all think we have problems until we hear some stuff like that. So um, we'll, we'll keep Darren Holland in our prayers as well. And uh, I know it's rough for the family members and friends of these folks that are going through these times. It's rough. And that's why I pray for every single one of you every single day. All of the people that, that watch and support and, and are part of the show, I pray for you all every single day. Uh, truly, every day. So God bless you guys. And, and uh, let's, stay, let's stay true to that, okay? Um, uh, folks, uh, we're going to get ready to go to the verse of the day and then, of course, the Lord's Prayer to really get us in tune <clears throat> with each other and uh, fellowship and then get ready for the show but i'll ask you in the meantime as i get ready to do that please share this video out to three groups if you're still on facebook you are i'm sure you belong to groups share to three groups and your own wall it will really really help force multiply and get the gospel out to as many people as possible today's verse of the day was titled believe it's more than just a word now, I know for Christmas, we buy those signs that say believe, and we put them up in our house. We put the word believe on our front door, or maybe on our welcome mat. <clears throat> and we talk about the power of belief, and, and the power of, uh, of the Christian belief that Christ died for our sins, and then rose on the third day to ascend into heaven. But it's more than just a word, folks. I'm going to break it down for you a little bit here. Verse of the day is going to come from Mark 11:24. If you do not receive the newsletter and you want to be encouraged every morning with the true word of God, uh, then please, please sign up for my newsletter on JeremyHarrell.com. Now, I always put how I read and see this verse, and I attribute it to things that I've experienced. But I'm always very happy to hear a response back from you guys as how you may interpret the verse. Because we all look at things a little differently. But anyway, Mark 11.24 says, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. Now the context surrounding this is Jesus Christ speaking with his disciples about the power of prayer and the power of belief. <clears throat> now I had heard this verse again, Mark 11.24. I've heard this, I'd heard this verse even before my walk with Christ. But let me tell you what I wrote. I wrote, I remember reading this verse when I first started my amazing journey with Jesus and thinking that once you're a Christian, you can pray for anything and you would get it. Almost like a genie rubbing a lamp, right? Like a reward. It was right in line with my experience 
that I didn't know a Christian with a bad life. However, looking back on it, I never knew any real, uh, really rich Christians, even though they didn't have bad lives, I never knew any really rich Christians with a lot of material things and or who were living in mansions. So, what does this verse actually mean? Well, true belief comes from your heart and your soul. To believe in God and to believe that Jesus died for our sins to bring us back in a relationship with the Father comes from something much deeper than our earthly desires for a new car or a new house. When Jesus says to Mark that he and the other disciples can pray for anything and if they believed it, then it would be theirs. He wasn't talking about material things. He, wasn't, he was talking about spiritual and meaningful things. If we are constantly depressed or contemplating suicide, we ask God to heal us of these problems and show us what real joy is. We have to realize that when Jesus spoke, every word had true meaning. I don't think that cars, trucks, houses, money, and other material objects was the focus of this statement. It had to have been far more serious and meaningful. Meaning, it was about our salvation. It was about our joy and our happiness. It was about our blessings to be in a relationship with Jesus, our Lord and Savior. It was about feeling that we are loved by the creator of the universe. It was about experiencing something way greater than money, cars, houses, and then passing that on to our brothers and sisters in Christ. That is the true gift and the true meaning of life. To experience Jesus in such an intimate way that everything else here on earth pales in comparison. That is what you receive when you pray and you believe. You get love and you get everlasting life. Everything else here on earth will fall into place the way God wills it once you truly believe in his awesomeness. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, how do you guys think that I interpret how I interpreted that verse this morning? Please share it with me in the comments. If I uh, if I get some time to go back and watch this video later, I'll read some comments. Share it with me uh, by replying to the newsletter. I'm very, very, very uh, interested in how other people see things that may have been, uh, you know, walking with Christ a lot longer than I have. Uh, it really, really does truly help us bring into, into perspective the real meaning of the verse. Because, hey, our diverse opinions matter. Our diversity is what makes us stronger. But our unification is in the word of Christ. So thank you guys very much for always allowing me to give out my true interpretation of these verses. And I really think that that one this morning hit the nail on the head. And I really think that it gave me all the joy that I really needed this morning. So, Bargain Queen says, so well explained, Jeremy, thank you. And uh, Savvy Granny says, I believe that verse had to do with true faith, believing. I agree, 100%. And Angie says, keep reminding your son how Jesus got put down and how God raised him to the highest, to his right hand. Thank you very much. I really do appreciate that, you guys. All right, favorite part of the show, folks, the Lord's Prayer, where we get to focus on the cross. We get to focus on the sacrifice, and we get to focus on the words of the Lord's Prayer. So please say it with me if you know it. If you don't know it, then do like you do when you're trying to sing songs that you don't know. Just close your eyes, focus on the words, and try to pretend that you know what you're saying, because sooner or later you'll get it, and I think it'll be sooner rather than later. All right, folks, here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Woo! Man! Man, do I, you know what I always get at that part of the show when I say amen and we get ready to go into the first and foremost section of the news? I get goosebumps every single time, twice a day, five days a week. I get goosebumps, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing because that lets us know that we are Christ-centered, that we are, cent- that we are focused on what we should be focused on, and that truth and integrity and honesty and laughter and fun and joy can follow for the rest of the show. Amen? Okay, are you ready? Roku, Rumble, YouTube. Let's get ready to rumble, folks. The first and foremost section of today, we're going to start out with talking about something that we were kind of touching on yesterday. Because yesterday, we saw that Google and Netflix, right after the DOJ said, well, businesses have the power to do this and the right to do this, even though this isn't a Supreme Court decision, everybody is is following the unilateral... um, uh, statement, I guess, made by the DOJ. So as soon as they did that, conveniently, of course, Google, Netflix, and many, many others said that they were going to get make all their employees get vaccinated, even though it doesn't work, which we all know. I hope YouTube is listening while we're live there. It doesn't work. That is a fact. That is a 100% fact. Now Facebook jumped on the bandwagon. Of course, Mark Zuckerberg was going to jump on that bandwagon. So they've jumped on the bandwagon as well. And they will also mandate jabs for all of their employees. This, ladies and gentlemen, following a, a, a new report coming out from California that from July 1st to July 16th, which was just a little bit ago, 25% of all new COVID cases were from people who were fully dosed from both of their Fauci shots. 25%. And not only that, folks, we have since learned, since July 16th until now, with all these crazy new mask mandates and all the the Delta variant, all this other stuff, in order to keep the power going, right? In order to keep the lie going right into the 2022 midterms and passing trillion-dollar stimulus checks to bail people out because COVID, COVID, COVID. We now know that the double vaccinated are spreading new variants faster than the unvaccinated, even though they called us this a pandemic of the unvaccinated, right? So not only did 25% of the new cases from April 1st to April 16th, that's a 16-day spread, in um, what county was that? It was in California. I think it was... I didn't write the county. But anyway, 25%, I think that was the entire state of California, to be honest with you, um, were fully vaccinated. We now find out that it's the fully vaccinated who are spreading variants and 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 disease and this disease faster than unvaccinated well that's weird isn't that weird isn't that like it was almost manufactured that way perfectly in order to keep it going it's so weird but anyway ladies and gentlemen considering how weird it is i want to highlight somebody who as a child i thought was super funny as a child i thought that this actor was super super funny But as an adult, now with a brain and common sense, every time I see this guy on any kind of social media or any TV show rambling with his dirty mouth and his his left-wing liberal uh, ignorance, Michael Rappaport, it makes me want to vomit. 
However, I do want to highlight something that I think is mm, somewhat promising from Michael Rappaport. So I'm going to play a video that he did a few weeks ago compared to a video that he just did as of the last couple days and how things change. Now, again, ladies and gentlemen, this guy's got a very dirty mouth. There's no swears in this portion. At least I listened to it twice and didn't hear any. Um, uh, but uh, usually he's got a very dirty mouth. He's constantly calling President Trump very vulgar names, blah, blah, blah. However, he is a high-profile left-wing nut job, right? But how quickly things are changing. Remember I told you that independents and center-left and center-right people were starting to get a brain? Well, it looks like, ladies and gentlemen, that even far-left people are starting to wake up to the craziness and the absurd absurdity of the CDC and their flip-flopping constantly. This is Michael Rappaport two weeks ago compared to Michael Rappaport now. Check this out. You'll like this, I think. <laughs> we are dealing with a pandemic of the unvaccinated. A couple weeks ago. a pandemic ago. of the unvaccinated, okay? You're listening to these dummies on Fox News who are questioning and ridiculing and criticizing the vaccination. I, uh, now this is now. I just watched uh, Tony Fauci, CNN, <laughs> and Fox uh, tell me that people with the vaccine, vaccinated people, are now spreading the coronavirus. <laughs> Look a couple at him. of weeks ago. A couple of days ago. So confused. Yes, I'm vaccinated. Yeah, you little sticker. Yay, I'm vaccinated. <laughs> Be a hero. Be vaccinated. I went from He doesn't uh pandemic. He doesn't look like he's too happy about taking that vaccine now, does he? He looks like he's a little confused there, doesn't he? And see, when this kind of stuff happens, folks, what we got to do is we got to thank God for answering our prayers because that's what that is. That is God answering our prayers. And not to, to uh, prove that we are right. No, 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 no. Not that kind of stuff. That's God answering our prayers into opening up the minds and opening up the common sense of these people who were so far brainwashed and so far gone that they're starting to see the light. That is what I pray for when I pray for these people. He looked so confused, didn't he? He didn't look mad. He looked super confused. And the funny thing about the, uh, him being so super confused is that's going to lead to his anger at, uh, of, you made me go get this and now it's not working? You made me look stupid on my social media by spreading what would now be called misinformation? Right? You made me look stupid to my crowd, uh, to my audience. What is happening? I'll tell you what's happening. You can't be God! <laughs> that is what's happening. That's is what is happening. You can't beat God, and this is God opening up the minds and the hearts and the and, and, and just the, the ears, everything, of these people who are so far gone. And we tried to tell them. Then they argued with us and called us racist. So we pushed back, and we were a little bit more forceful. They called us more names. And then we get that. So ladies and gentlemen, just pray to God and thank you for his uh, answers to your prayers, because I think that is an answer to some prayers. It's breaking down. Biden's administration is breaking down. Biden's policies are breaking down. And before you know it, 
his tank, his numbers, even amongst his own voters, which they don't even exist, are going to go so low that the political capital is going to be so low that there's going to be no coming out of it. It's almost like a credit score. Once you get a political political capital and a a rating that is so low, you can't get anything done because you have your own people fighting against you. Oh, the confusion was the best, though. He's like, I mean, you could see he's thinking, what do I say? What do I do? Now this is happening. You get your little sticker, yay. (laughs) He says, oh, yeah, you get your little sticker. I'm vaccinated. And he looks sick. You're right. He looks sick. So please keep praying to God that this kind of stuff continues. It is funny, though, isn't it? It is funny. All right. Going to take a quick break. Get ready to regroup here before we go into second gear, which is the uh, the middle part of the show. So just take a quick break. Fill your coffee up real quick, and we'll be right back. And now I want you guys to, I want to highlight something real quick here for you guys. I know you guys know about it. I know you've seen about it. I know you heard about it. But for those who haven't, we have to highlight what's coming, and that is the truth. The truth ladies and gentlemen, is definitely coming August 10th through 12th. There it is right there. Mike Lindell's Cyber Symposium. Keep your eyes glued on it. Of course, Real America's Voice News is going to be there. We're going to have reporters there. We're going to make sure that we get and capture the footage that normally you used to watch on um, RSBN, and I'm not telling you not to watch it on RSBN, but you'll also be able to watch it on americasvoice.news or download the app. But again, $5 million, folks. Who's going to tell him he's wrong? Who's going to prove to him and his team that he's wrong? So, again, August 10th through 12th, uh, live-streamed nonstop for 72 hours on Frank's Speech, which I can't seem to get a video up on, but that's I'm not here to complain about the, uh, the, the site. I'm here to highlight the truth that's coming. Okay, so the $5 million challenge still stands, and the symposium will not be open to the public. Invitees include current politicians, cyber experts, and the media, And then, of course, he says at the bottom, help save our country and make this important event the most watched live event in history. And, of course, you can support Mike Lindell, his entire company, the manufacturing that's done here in the USA, by going to MyPillow.com, putting in promo code LFA, and you support me as well. So, do not miss that symposium. It's going to be huge. Going to be huge. As, as, As Bannon and those guys would say, he's the tip of the spear of the force multipliers. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love all these people standing up and fighting. And we're back right here live from America, folks. i uh, got a lot to go over, and I do want to say that viewer discretion is going to be inv- advised on the next video that I show you. Not that there's a lot of bad going on here, but if there are children watching on their summer break, there is some middle fingers that you will see, and you might hear a swear word off in the distance, but for the most part, uh, it's, it's a decent video. You are going to see some signs uh, that have... Um, a little bit of vulgarity on them, and I don't want to show it to children, but I want you guys to see the truth. Now, one thing that I will say before I show this video is I do not like when conservative parents decide if they're going to bring their children out to rallies and protests. I do, and that's okay. That's fine. I don't. I don't mind that. Get the experience, man. Within reason depending on what it is you're out there protesting. If you're out there planning a war with Antifa in the streets, then definitely don't bring your kids. One thing I do not like is when parents allow their kids to hold up flags or signs that have swear words on them. That reminds me of the left. That reminds me of the left. I don't like that. 
So please, if you do bring your kids out to a rally, or if you're out at a rally and you see a fellow uh, conservative or Trump supporter out there with their kids and their kids are holding up signs with swear words on them, just politely say, hey, look, man, look, this is none of my business, really, um, but we're all part of the same thing here, and uh, I don't think we should act like the left and let our kids hold up signs with swear words on them. That's not what we do. That's not what we ever did before, and it's we, we definitely shouldn't be doing that now, okay? So I want to show you a quick video here, and then I see a lot of people talking about Ben uh, Berkwam, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, what what he just did this morning, actually, which was truly incredible. So what you're about to see here, folks, is more Trump supporters showing up to protest the visit of Joe Biden than actual Biden supporters. It's funny that the guy that supposedly got 81 million views, let's uh, of, of votes, let's just let's just say he did. Let's just say he did, okay? Let's say the guy who got 81 million votes, most votes in history, right? Who apparently had very passionate voters, right? Because if they had to come out in the middle of coronavirus, in the middle of this deadly disease, right? And, and it was so imperative to get the, the, the commander-in-chief out there, because uh, the orange man bad because of his tweets. If it was so bad, then he must have had some pretty passionate voters. And of course, there was 81 million of them, right? Well, how come they don't show up to greet him when he comes to visit their towns. How come if they do come out to greet him, there are more Trump supporters out there than there are Biden welcomers? It doesn't seem right to me. Because apparently they had to be very passionate, number one. And apparently there's more of them in history than any other person to ever, to ever uh, receive votes. So where are they? But ladies and gentlemen, we see it everywhere that Biden goes or everywhere that cackling Kamala Harris goes. There's no supporters there for them, or very few, and there's a line of Trump supporters there saying with flags that say Trump won and other flags. But I'm going to show you the video now, and again, if you, if you don't want your kids to read um, vulgar signs, please don't let them see this part of the video, okay? Here we go. Check this out. What, you're see what we're seeing on YouTube, by the way, if you're on YouTube, we're showing the welcoming that Biden got when he came into Pennsylvania yesterday, as opposed to, you know, what a real president would get. Just streets lined with Trump supporters, with signs that say Trump won, go home Biden, of course they're using their middle finger and all that. On the other side of the street, if you're watching on Rumble, there's your Biden supporters, that small little group over there. Wait until you see how many Trump supporters were actually there. There's your Biden supporters. You got about 50 feet. Over here is where your Trump supporters are. Now they watch how big that keeps going, keeps going, keeps going.
Bye-bye, Sleepy Joe. Bye-bye. Illegitimate president signs. Trump won signs. Masks are child abuse. This is a guy walking down the street with Trump signs saying the truth will be revealed. So this is the part I'm talking about right here. This child holding, look at that. Look at this. That, no good. Don't like that. Disgusting. Oh, well, this flag indicates how the truth, they uh, took an algorithm from 2010 and they plugged it into the 2020 presidential. So it was just a matter of time until Trump started pulling away. And you can see this big, big, big problem here. That's, that, that, is, that is what happened. That is a, you can go and look at it yourself. So basically that's it folks and, and the funny thing about this is is it happens everywhere he goes. Like I said, everywhere he or the fake vice president goes, there's more Trump people there than there are Biden people, which is a great constant reminder for video footage because you know that the, that the major news corporations are going to be out there. They might not show you the size of the Trump crowd, but the fact of the matter is that's a constant reminder to them that they're on the wrong side. So I love the fact that we do this and we continue to keep doing this. What I don't love is that one part I showed you where that kid is holding that sign that says, you know, F Biden. That's not good. That's not good, and we can't, we can't fall into that. But while they go around the country and try to make you believe that he's a legitimate president, that's what this is. This is a, hey, look at me, I'm a legitimate president tour. That's what's happening in the country. That's why Biden is going around to all these places. He's not going there to get real support for any bills. He's not going there to get real support for any kind of change that he might be bringing to that that community. By the way, Pennsylvania, Trump company or con Trump country, excuse me, Trump country, not Biden country. And I can tell you that because I've seen it with my own eyes many, many, many times. Pennsylvania, you're not going there to promise them anything. You're going there to try to make it look like to them that you're a legitimate president. You driving around in the beast, driving around with secret security, secret service, and, and ambulances behind you in case you must be right, right? That's to try to make the world believe that you're a legitimate president. Meanwhile, the Department of Justice is now reaching out to every one of these states who are doing forensic audits or who might do forensic audits and they are literally, ladies and gentlemen, intimidating them like they tried to do to Arizona. Just yesterday, the DOJ put out a, uh, a very lengthy warning to all states who are going to do forensic audits telling them that they are prepared to bring up charges against these states once they get to the canvassing portion of the forensic audit. Now, you guys all know that the canvas, if you don't know, let me explain it to you. Any forensic audit is, needs to be finished with a canvassing. Why? Because if you look at all of your paper ballots, you look at all of your machine ballots, you get your counts, you get what was wrong, what was right, you got all the numbers, you got all the analytics behind you. Now you need to go out to these homes where supposedly people voted from and find out if they live there. Once you do that, you can finish your and, and complete your forensic audit and say... 
this is fraud, this is fraud, this is intentional, this is unintentional. The DOJ, Department of Justice, under this Biden regime, is warning states that if you do this, we are going to be watching you under a magnifying glass because you have strict guidelines that you must adhere to. Otherwise, it's harassment and trespassing, and they will bring up charges on you. Now, why would the DOJ try to intimidate each one of these states knowing that they have no legal jurisdiction to do so. Because it clearly states in the Constitution of the United States, which I hold right here next to me, says that each state will handle its own elections, its own processes and procedures, and that there is no room for the federal government to be telling a state how they handle the votes in their state period, even if it is for a presidential election. So they know they have no jurisdiction. This is an intimidation tactic by Biden's DOJ. That's all this is. An intimidation tactic by Biden's DOJ. And they did the same thing with Arizona, and they're going to continue to do the same thing with each and every one of these states, and they're going to try to get involved illegally however they can. But the word legal and illegal means nothing to the Biden administration, nor to the swamp in D.C., Never has and never will. Look at the illegal, um, the illegal uh, immigration. I should say illegal aliens coming across the border. Biden is, is is literally aiding and abetting these people to break the law of the the land of the the law of the land of the United States of America. Says that people can't just come up. We don't have open borders. And 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 that reminds me. When is the CDC going to recommend and suggest that we close our southern border? Meanwhile, all of our children are masking up, they're making our people take shots, but they're just aiding and abetting people coming in by the thousands, by the tens of thousands who are infected with COVID. Check this out. This comes right from my friend Ben Berkwam. One million people come across the border this year, illegally. And he says that Border Patrol and ICE tells him that that's probably one-third to maybe one-half of the amount of people that actually have come in. But let's just take that number, one million. Now, ICE and Border Patrol say that 10% of these people coming in are definitely infected with COVID-19. That would mean that 100,000 at the minimum, we know it's probably double, 100,000 people have come into this country illegally with the help of the current, quote, President of the United States, which I would think is a major felony, with COVID. He is literally committing manslaughter. He's committing manslaughter because anybody who catches COVID from any of these 100,000 minimum that are coming in with COVID and they die from it, that should be manslaughter. It's the same kind of stuff that, that Cuomo should be in trouble for and the same kind of stuff that Whitmer will be in trouble for. And believe you me, that wrath that God is storing up, it's not only storing up with God, it's storing up with the American people. And they will see justice in our own day. We talked about that on yesterday's show. Now, Ben was just on live. That's what I love about Ben being out there and being an investigative reporter. He's out there getting footage that no other station is getting. So right before I came on, Ben was on live. He was both on the uh, America's Voice AM, and he went and held over to Steve Bannon's show. While he was live, he was literally filming people walk up. He was on the uh, Mexican side. He was filming people walking up, crossing over to the American side. Filming them. It's on video live this morning he was asking them where are you from cuba honduras and many other places and they were just with children 
and then they were dumping their IDs and their passports right there by Ben, changing their clothes, taking their kids, and, and walking across the very shallow part of the Rio Grande into America. And Ben asked one guy from Honduras, why are you dropping your IDs here? Ben had a whole bunch of them. He had a whole handful of two handfuls of them. And they said, because it's easier to get into the United States if they don't know who you are. <laughs> With COVID. With COVID. So I wonder when the CDC is going to recommend that the southern border gets shut down. Right? Since they recommend everything else on us. This is why people need to wake up and stop, folks. It's sickening. This is why people need to wake up and stop. It's sickening. And something needs to be done about it. Seriously, right away. So I'm going to have Ben on a little later tonight, hopefully. And Ben, um, and I'm going to get some footage to show you exactly what I just saw with Ben on the border. It was, it was incredible. Watching people just walk right up to him and walk right by him. He's like, uh, can't do anything or else he'll get arrested. Big shout out to Real America's Voice News being out there on the ground uh, growing. And big shout out to Ben Berkwin for bringing us footage from a very dangerous place that nobody else will bring us. Make sure you visit FrontlineAmerica.com and go and let Ben know the great job he's doing. He, this is his first job, uh, his second time back out on the road since his family's accident. His wife is doing wonderful. She's still in a wheelchair. Kids are doing great, a little bit better than the wife. And uh, Ben's back out there working. So our prayers worked for that too. We'll be right back with more Live from America right after this, folks. Hey, Boardroom Posse. Real America's voice in the war room's voice just got louder. Look, we're rolling out throughout the country because of this grassroots movement and support that you give us. The fight against the corporate interest, the extreme left, the woke media, the woke corporations, Wall Street is only going to get tougher and more meaningful. You now can see us on your local TV stations. Check out locally where you can get Real America's voice in the war room. Check it out. Real America's voice in the war room coming to a TV station near you. Lean into freedom and join Real America's Voice as we come to a broadcast station near you. Thank you to each new affiliate station across our great country for joining our powerful grassroots campaign. America has found its voice. Download the Real America's Voice app and join other Americans just like you across the country coming together for real change. That's right, folks. Um, Real America's Voice News. They're bringing news that no other no other uh, news station is actually bringing because they have people who are literally willing to put themselves in real harm's way. And uh, they have people out there who are not compromised, who do want to bring the truth. And that's why I chose to work with them. And when they offered to start putting my show up on, on the network, I graciously accepted the offer. Again, I don't work for them, I work with them, and I wouldn't work with somebody that I didn't trust, so make sure you check them out, and again, let Ben know how much you appreciate his hard work. Alright folks, we're going to give the first dumb, dumb award of the day today, and I get to throw it into the rhino bucket. we got a lot of rhinos that need some dum-dums. That rhino dum-dum award of the day is going to go to the 17, yes I said it right folks, 17 Republicans that have decided that they were going to join with the Democrats on this new $1.2 trillion infrastructure stimulus bill. Yep, so let's go to it real quick here and let's find out who these Republicans are. (coughs) Excuse me. So these Republicans who voted yes with Democrats, making it a 67 to 32 vote, 
What is 17, 67 minus 17? The 50. The 50 that we would have needed to go back to. That's right, folks, the 50 that we would have needed to go back to. But here we go, Republican senators voting yes. Now, this isn't voting yes to make it, uh, to sign it into, um, you know, in, in, into moving forward. This is just to, to push the process forward in, in having more debate on it. So basically, it's we've, we voted yes on the $1.2 trillion. That's what they voted yes on. However, the, the actual, the wording, the rhetoric of the bill, and what monies are to go where, that hasn't been inked yet. That is where they're going next. But the fact of the matter is that these 17 Republicans decided to side with Democrats to push a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill with most of it going to some Green New Deal crap. That's the problem, folks. Now, there is some money of this, go- some of this money going towards what I believe that we should be putting infrastructure bills towards. Roads, bridges, subways, trains, uh, high-speed uh, internet in, in a lot of places that don't have it. Those, that's real infrastructure. And there is money that's going to be allocated for that. Don't get me wrong. And I think that's what it should be going towards. But if you're going to pass a $1.2 trillion infrastructure stimulus bill, it should be going towards just that, existing infrastructure or adding new infrastructure to the existing infrastructure, not changing the way America works by putting up wind panels everywhere. And, and, and oh, it's just crazy. Anyway, here's your Republican senators, folks. So, Senator Blunt, Senator Burr, Capito, Cassidy, Collins, Kramer, Crapo, of course, Senator Lindsey Graham, Senator Chuck Grassley, Senator Hoven, Mitch McConnell, Lisa Murkowski, Senator Portman, Rish, of course, Mom Jeans Mitt Romney is in there, Senator Tillis, and Senator Young. Those 17 Republicans need to be highlighted for... And don't get me wrong, I'm all for people starting to work together. That's why I think Congress has got such a low favorability rating. Not quite as low as Teletubby Liz Cheney's, who's at a negative 46, but still very low. But you don't do that by just caving in and giving these Democrats spending power to bankrupt this country even further and push inflation even higher in a, in a time like this. And especially when you know that they have no real legitimate power to be there to begin with. They should have done exactly what President Trump said and put the pens down and don't do anything. That's what they should have done. But they decided, no, we're going to go ahead and go forward with this. <clears throat> however, um, however, folks, in that $1.2 trillion stimulus bill, by the way, there's no funding for the border wall and no funding to restart or to advance any kind of uh, discussion on the Keystone Pipeline. Nope. More windmills and solar panels than anything. But there's always silver lining, folks. <clears throat> there's always silver lining, and I didn't tell you the good news yet. So let me take a slurp of my coffee, and I'll tell you the good news about this. So this, these 17 Republicans who voted with the Democrats opened up the door, opened up the door wide open for what the Democrats really want, which is the $3.5 trillion, quote, infrastructure bill that really focuses on racism and climate change and the Green New Deal and all that. $1.2 trillion, that's, that's one thing. But another $3.5 on top of that, that is what Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and the left want to bring next. And this opens the door wide open for that with these 17 Republicans voting for this. Ah, but guess what? Guess what, folks? When it comes to the $3.5 tr- uh, trillion dollar, uh, 
part two that they want to get by. Kirsten Cinema released a statement this morning that said in no way, shape, or form will she vote for a $3.5 trillion stimulus package. One, because that would bankrupt us and send inflation through the roof and it would hurt us 10 times more than it would help us. Number two, Biden's political capital is tanking, literally tanking. And she knows that if she attaches her name to this, she's out of there for sure, regardless of which side she runs, decides to run after the next three years. So just like Kirsten Cinema has put the kibosh to getting rid of the filibuster, she's also put the kibosh to them hoping that they would get a $3.5 trillion stimulus of infrastructure through. Now, every single one of those Republicans have vowed not to vote, <coughs> excuse me, for the $3.5 trillion stimulus bill. They said they'd vote for this one because they think that there's some good that this one can do. I don't see what good it can do unless you put all of it towards real infrastructure. However, they have vowed not to vote for the $3.5 trillion one coming up next. And Kirsten Cinema said she's not voting for it either. Here's the great thing. <clears throat> they would need all 50 Democratic senators plus cackling Kamala Harris to get it done. Or it's dead on arrival. So... <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, you can see God uses the most unlikely people sometimes to come through for the, for, for the people, for the rights and the righteousness of the people. And he's using one of their own, which is why they're trying everything they can to get her out. So big, big, big shout out to Kirsten Cinema once again for putting the spoke or the stick in the spokes of the Democrats' bike and watching them flip over head over heels. <clears throat> Even though she voted for this one, I'll at least give her some credit for not voting for the bigger one that they want next. And boy, do they hate her. Boy, do they hate her right now. Let's follow that right up with giving the Smarty Award of the Day, folks. And we're going to give the Smarty Award of the Day to the Executive Committee of Dane County in Wisconsin. So if you live in Wisconsin and you know where Dane County is, then you should agree. The Executive Committee of Dane County gets the Smarty Award of the Day, ladies and gentlemen. On July 29th, 2021. And the reason why they get the Smarty Award of the Day, because just a few days ago, I reported to you that um, the chairwoman, who is Congresswoman, what was her last name? Brangen? Uh, Brangen? Brangen? I, her name's hard to say. Um, she wanted to push forward with a forensic audit. So they put it to a vote, and the executive committee of Dane County. Wisconsin Republican Party voted unanimously to support Representative Brangen's proposed forensic audit. Dane County is the second largest metropolitan area in Wisconsin. Guess where else? Guess what else is part of Dane County? Madison, Wisconsin, folks. So they voted unanimously to move forward with the county's forensic audit, and that's only going to open the door for the state to open up a forensic audit. So big shout out. To Wisconsin, you guys have done a great job there calling your congressmen and your congresswomen. You've done a great job there reaching out to your senators. And I believe that Wisconsin, as always, was probably the lowest hanging fruit. So good, big shout out to everybody in Wisconsin. And now tomorrow, we're going to have a very special guest who's running for the governor of Wisconsin. So let me just bring up his website here and show you guys who he is. For those of you who live in Wisconsin, I'm sure you already know who he is. I spoke with him yesterday. He actually reached out to me, said that he's heard a lot of good things about Live from America and the people who make up the Live from America audience. So let's shoot it over on screen. Here he is. This is Jonathan Whitman. He's running for the governor of Wisconsin. Now, one of the great things that I noticed about 
um, what he wants to do and why I'm graciously going to have him on the show is because of the about section. Let's The mission statement. Here we go. His mission statement is a lot like ours, folks. He wants the wall. He wants forensic audits. He says no to mask mandates. He says no to mandatory vaccines. He says yes to our children being back in school without being masked and muzzled. He says yes to the pro-sec, uh, he's pro-Second Amendment. Definitely a uh, proud member, he said, of the USCCA. He supports constitutional carry. He wants to shut down sex trafficking in Milwaukee because it's a cesspool of sex trafficking there. He wants to end homelessness, end homelessness in the cities. He supports legal in. Uh, immigration. He always wants to protect our borders. He wants a balanced budget. So everything that we want, he wants too. So I figured that I would give him the opportunity to come here on Live from America and tell you exactly who he is, what he wants to do for Wisconsin. I'm sure there's more great people running for governor for the state of Wisconsin as well, but it's a time for change in Wisconsin. I hear it every day. I know that you guys hear it every day, and especially living in Wisconsin, you hear it every single day. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have him on tomorrow, and then I'm also in contact with Candace Taylor, who is running for governor of Georgia. We know that Vernon Jones gets all the media time. We know that he gets all the TV time. Why? Because of who he is. Because of who he was, Democrat, because what he did at the Trump rally, and because of what he says he stands for now. He's getting all the attention. We need to highlight other people as well, because we need to make sure that we have the best information that we have moving forward because again there's a lot of people who run as something else and win as something else and then it's too late they've already worked their way and i'm not saying vernon jones is one of them because i like vernon a lot but i think we should be able to be very informed so i'll be having on um jonathan whitman tomorrow and i'll be having on candace taylor probably early next week so that's what we do here on life america folks we get out all the information as possible so that you have the best possible um choice that you can have going into voting because it's the most important thing we do it's the most important thing we do <clears throat> they don't want you to have an id for it for the most important thing that we do they don't want you to have an id to vote for somebody who's got their finger on the nuclear code but yet they want you to show proof that you've been vaccinated before you come in and buy a sandwich stupid straight stupid all right so yesterday i showed you a clip a video clip of one of our own Live from America family members being absolutely courageous and standing up at a school board meeting to speak her mind on masks. Well, courage is contagious, right? That prompted yet another one of our very own Live from America family members to share her story and to share her video of standing up as well. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to show you Christine Johnson. She's from El Segundo. And she is a proud patriot, a proud, courageous mama bear, standing up for exactly what we highlighted yesterday. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, this is one of our own family members, Christine Johnson from El Segundo, with her story of standing up for America and for America's children. Here we go. Do you have another? Please just state your name as you begin. Thank you and welcome. My name is Christine Johnson, and it's a little lengthy, but I hope you respect my time. Okay. We'll have, we have a timer that everybody okay. gets, so Wonderful. I'm sure you. you'll speak fast. Okay. Um, so hello, ESUSD School Board. My name is Christine Johnson, and I'm a third-generation resident in this beautiful city. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to voice my opinion and share my concerns. 
I'm a 2003 graduate of ESHS. My parents graduated from ESHS, as well as my four younger siblings, the most recent graduate being from the class of 2015. School board, I'm voicing my concerns to you this afternoon, not as a parent, but as an aunt to a sweet seven-year-old that has only gotten to enjoy not even a full year at Center Street School. You see, I've helped raise my niece since the day she was born. She never attended preschool because my sister, being a single mother, could not afford it on a single income. When it was time to register my niece for kindergarten, she was beyond ecstatic. She would get to be with children her age. She would be in an actual classroom and not a makeshift one we had set up for her to learn the basics before she attended kindergarten. Her first year of school was cut short in March 2020 due to the pandemic. We were hoping to have her come back to school in the fall of 2020 to start first grade. But as more and more stories came out about the indoctrination of students nationwide in the public school systems, as well as teachers nationwide pushing their personal ideology on students, my sister opted to do homeschooling with my niece and is using a Christian-based curriculum, which also teaches her the fundamentals of what our great country was founded on, our nation under God or excuse me, one nation under God. We will continue to homeschool her until it is confirmed that ESUSD will not be teaching critical race theory in their schools. This is a very hard decision for us because we know the importance of children being around other children and that social development is just as important, if not more important. We are grateful that we are friends with other parents that feel the same way we do in regards to homeschooling their children and make sure the group of children socializes together. Children are born not to see race. They see friends. They see other children to hang out with and play on the playground with. Racism is a taught thing. And teaching CRT will teach racism to our children. We teach my niece the views of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Whom loved all and died on the cross for our, regardless of skin color or gender. Amen. This year marks the 20th anniversary of 9-11. It breaks my heart to think that in the span of just two decades, Americans went from standing united with one another, regardless of race, religion, gender, etc., to a country that is now completely divided. When I, look around, when I looked around in a crowded room 20 years ago, I saw my fellow Americans uniting and supporting one another. I saw the faces of those that stood for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. No one attending ESUSD schools were born yet when this tragic event occurred. Never in my wildest dreams did I think the youth of now would be taught that police officers, the same heroes that were respected, saluted, and admired 20 years ago for their bravery and sacrifice during the events of 9-11, are now bad people with ill intent. Perfect example. A recommended reading list in accordance to the student's race was put out by ESUSD last year. One of the only books under the white children list was titled, Not My Idea, which is authored by Anastasia Higginbotham and is geared toward eight to 12 year olds. On a side note, Anastasia Higginbotham's new book is titled, Tell Me About Sex, Grandma. It comes out in the fall of this year, and that title alone tells you everything you need to know about that author's mentality. 
I was appalled that ESUSD would even have the audacity to put out a recommended reading list for students based on race. The fact that a list of recommended reading books were classified for suggested reading and according to race in itself is racist. Out of sheer curiosity, I found myself reading the book that was suggested to my white niece online. I was so appalled by the contents in the book and never in a million and one years would allow my niece to read that filth. Amen. There is a part of the book <clears throat> that states, I know what that police officer did was wrong. It paints police in a negative light. When I was in school, we had a program called D.A.R.E., which taught children about the horrors of drug use, which is something that unfortunately comes along with peer pressure. I still remember my D.A.R.E. officer, Officer Skipper, to this day. Time. He was an important part of my childhood and was a very positive role model. We do not have programs like this in our schools nowadays, which is very unfortunate given how many teenagers are dying Ms. as Johnson. record numbers Ms. from meth use. Time. If you want to email the rest of that to us, we would absolutely finish reading it. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. And there you go, folks. Not even a mama bear, but a mama bear mentality. Don't believe this. That is, that is, that is what we're seeing stand up it's not even it, it, it's people that don't even have kids that are finally starting to stand up not only people that have kids but people who don't have kids why because we need to do this together if this is what you believe if you want our youth growing up with the same kind of uh, uh values that you did then this is what we need to do and you can hear the nervousness in her voice it's scary that stuff is not easy it might look easy but it's not easy so I want to say good on you, Christine. God bless you. Thank you for sending that to me. We're very proud of you. We are so very proud of you for doing that. So very proud of you. And you are not alone. There's so many of us doing the same thing. You are not alone. We love you. God bless you. And thank you so very much for standing up for your niece, for all the kids in that school district, and for kids around the country. God bless you. You are truly, truly amazing. All right, now I got a couple more stories that I want to go over, but I'm going to save them for tonight's show. One of them is Governor Greg Abbott and the great executive order that he signed yesterday. And the next is uh, we're going to we're going to talk about uh, Atlanta's mayor, Keisha Lance Bottoms. But I want to end the show with this. Now, all of you know who Pastor Greg Locke is, right? Pastor Greg Locke is is definitely a a a, uh, a shaker and a mover, right? He's holding people accountable and he is preaching from a very very passionate passionate point of view when it comes to this country and where we're headed i love pastor Locke. i think he's wonderful he put out a video or a video of him surfaced just the other day of him being probably more passionate than i've ever seen him about masks delta variants and democrats and he's getting hate by the tens of thousands not only from left-wing nutjobs but from christians too because the Christians that are throwing him the hate right now, not really the hate, just saying don't ever go to this church, is because they think he could have done this a different way. So I would like to get your reaction on uh, Pastor Greg Locke's video that just came out. Check this out. Delta variant nonsense. Stop it. Stop it. I know right wing watch watching. I don't care. If they go through round two and you start showing up all these masks and all this nonsense, I'll ask you to leave. I will ask you to leave. I am not playing these Democrat games up in this church. If you want a social distance, go to First Baptist Church, but don't come to this one. I'm done with it. I said I'm done with it.
Start it over quick. Don't believe this Delta variant nonsense. Stop it. Stop it. I know right wing watch watching. I don't care. If they go through round two and you start showing up all these masks and all this nonsense, I'll ask you to leave. I'm going to let it play through this time again. I will ask you to leave. I am not playing these Democrat games up in this church. If you want a social distance, go to First Baptist Church, but don't come to this one. I'm done with it. I said I'm done with it. I ain't playing these stupid games. All right, so I would like to get your reaction on that. Because here's what I think. What, what people are attacking him for is him saying, I will ask you to leave. And so people are saying, how dare you turn people away from the house of God? You're supposed to accept everybody in the house of God. I don't think Pastor Locke would actually ask somebody to leave. I think if they showed up and they were pushing this, oh, we need to socially distance, get these people away from me, they're not wearing masks and throwing a big deal about it, then he would ask you to leave. I highly doubt that Pastor Locke would say, oh, somebody's coming in with a mask, tell them to leave. Highly doubt that. Definitely, definitely highly doubt that. That man is a passionate preacher. He's a passionate preacher who is sick and tired of his brothers and sisters being being bound up, bondaged, uh, having their freedoms take away, and silencing them, and shutting them up, and censoring them, and masking them, and muzzling them. I've said for a long time that, pe- that churches need to get off the fence. Churches need to get off the fence, and pastors need to get off the fence and start standing up for what is right. Now, could he have chose his words a little bit differently? Maybe. But he was preaching, man. He was going, he was, he was feeling it, man. He was going from one side of that stage to the other, and he was saying exactly what most people felt. He was very emotional. He definitely would not turn people away from his church. Maybe that was a little bit dramatic. I don't know. That's up to everybody else to look at and decide for themselves, and everybody has an opinion. I personally like the fire. I love the fire. Maybe he could have said he won't, you know, maybe he could have said, look, I won't really ask you to leave unless you're throwing a, but we're sick of it, man. We're sick of it, people are sick of it, and he does not want his church shut down, and he will not shut down his church. So I say, good on you, um, Pastor Locke. Good on you for having some courage to stand up in the face of all adversity, especially you know, when, you're gonna get, when, you, when you know you're going to get cancel cultured. And good on you for being so emotional for the people that you um, preach to. Now, you might have a difference of opinion, and that's okay. Maybe he shouldn't have said what he said as far as, like, I'll ask you to leave. But I love his fire, and I love his emotion. And on that, folks, I'm going to thank you guys very much for giving me your first hour of your day. I know how much your time uh, means to you and how important it is to you. God bless you. Thank you all very much for joining in. Uh, Please visit JeremyHarrell.com for anything and everything, including signing up for newsletters, becoming a monthly donor, checking out new hats and shirts, and, and listening to some good patriotic music. So remember, folks, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. God bless you. Do something good for somebody today. Spread the gospel. Tell somebody how much they're loved. And I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. for more Live from America. Right here from the Live Free or Die State, where we're not mask where we are not mask mandating, and we are not vaccine passporting. Thank you, Sununu. God-